Welcome everyone to the Compost Podcast, where we decompose socialized outlooks. Join us as we take the complicated bits of life and listen as we combine facts and experiences to hopefully help you form critical opinions and take a step towards personal growth. As a note, we are not experts or medical professionals. We are just two friends having a conversation. Hi, I'm Banana. And I'm Cauliflower. So today we're going to be talking about dating, which is a very complex social structure and socialized outlook in our day and age. Um, But first, we're going to kind of point out our own perspectives on this kind of topic and where we as individuals are coming from. Yeah, so um, my name is Banana, as you know. Uh, My pronouns are she, her, they, them. I identify as a demisexual non-binary person. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I don't have a ton of experience with dating and my dating experience has not necessarily been (laughs) ideal or the best. Um, So I feel like coming into this uh, topic, I, I kind of wanted to look at it from a really wide perspective and I wanted to look at it because we're deconstructing socialized outlooks. I wanted to sort of look at what is being put out in the media and, and sort of what is widely recognized as like sort of, sort of social rules and and things with dating so like things like you know sort of the I guess in one article I read it was like the lingo that was like you know you need to know like the things like catfishing ghosting like and I so I think I saw one that was like kitten fishing and I was like oh that sounds so yucky and I, yeah I was like oh my gosh I don't like that at all um and 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 like so you know it's like you need to know the lingo here pussy, pussy exactly pussy. and it's like well and then it's like you know, you need to know the lingo and then, you know, you need to know all the rules and the stages and like the stages of dating and the, the rules of the dating game and all this stuff. And I was just like, wow, I'm kind of glad that I haven't had to like do this all. Cause it sounds like a lot of work. Like It doesn't sound that I, it doesn't sound that fun. Yeah. It's definitely a, uh, like I said, a very deep field. Um, in my regards, I am a, uh, he, him, uh, I am gay. Um, I like men. And I have quite a bit of experience with dating and relationships. Um, so we definitely have a very kind of contra- like contradicting viewpoints when we come into this conversation, which I think makes for a very... Uh, oh, absolutely. A very intriguing and kind of uh, devil's advocate look on this topic. Oh, absolutely. Because I know that definitely like as a demisexual person, like I'm on the asexuality spectrum and, you know, it's actually why don't you why don't you describe what demisexual means for people who are viewing just in case? Okay, Uh, so demisexual, uh, just because, um, you know, a person's sexuality and and gender identity and stuff like that is so deeply personal. It's not something that, you know, is is like one definition fits all. And I think that that is, is, uh, hopefully something that people are recognizing is not just something (laughs) that fits with, you know, sexuality labels and stuff like that. Um, but so for me being demisexual means that I just don't feel sexual attraction, um, very often. And when I do, it catches me off guard and I'm like really shocked by it. Um, I've had my own life experiences that have uh, affected the way that I look at relationships and the way that I uh, feel 
when I interact with people in a romantic or uh, emotional or sexual way, um, I guess in an intimate way, because, because of my own life experiences. And so, um, and, and on top of that, I've, I've, you know, felt kind of different ever since I was young. Um, you know, I remember when I was like 13, 14 and all the girls, you know, in my, um, in my grades would be like, you know, Ooh, like, look at that boy's butt. And I'd like, look over and I'd be like, Oh, it's a butt. Like, and I, I would sort of be like, is something supposed to happen? Like, I don't, I feel nothing like I, and it was, and it, but it was the same. And then I asked myself, I was like, okay, well, you know, am I, am I gay? Like, you know, am I only interested Maybe in it's just not the right women? Maybe it's just not the right, but exactly. And then, and then as I've gotten older, you know, for a while I thought I was asexual. And then as I've gotten older, I've realized that it just really depends on the person and how they interact with me and how like we, we sort of mesh together in the sense that like, you know, if we have things in common, if we're able to have conversations, if we're able to, you know, laugh together is a really important one. Uh, but for me, it's a lot more intellectual. It, it, and, and then once the intellectual and emotional connection is there, that's when the sexual attraction, you know, if it were to come up, would be coming up. And I think comparatively still, it is uh, my, uh, I guess a libido would be a lot lower than other people's if, uh, even if I, uh, you know, were to be with somebody that I was, uh, sexually attracted to like 24 seven, I still think that it probably wouldn't be quite at the same, at the same level. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think for me, I always felt a little different and I didn't really understand why. And I didn't actually learn about the term asexual, um, and, and the, the wide spectrum of, um, you know, ways that you can identify on that spectrum um you know in until until I was in my 20s and then I was like I just I you know because I, I had just felt like very alone and I think that that's a really common thing for a lot of people um in the 2s LGBTQIA plus community um is that you know there's because it's not something that's widely accessible like some of these or represented, well, I was thinking widely accessible, like on the mm -hmm. internet, you know, like, because I would say even like, you know, those things are like censored to certain things, whereas like, you know, as we'll get to <laughs> later on, there are a, quite a lot of um, very questionable um, sources and things that are so widely accessible. And, and, and then, you know, in my opinion are, are, you know, can be quite problematic, um, that are accessible for, um, you know, heterosexual cisgendered people. Um, and then that isn't even really questioned as well. Um, anyway, I'm excited to get into this. Topic. Yeah. As you can see, the, the, the topic is very broad because there's a lot of different perspectives that have been formed for a lot of different people based on their gender and sexuality, which makes dating an even more complex uh, socio sphere to navigate. And hopefully through this conversation, we kind of break down some of these like ideologies and ideas that go into dating. And maybe you can garner something of use from this conversation. Um, we'd also like to point out from the very get go the giant elephant in the room, which is COVID. And the, that we know there that has had a huge effect on the way that people have interpersonal relationships with other people. And um, as we discuss things, we will be taking that into account for sure, because it is going to, going forward, change the way we interact. Yeah, I think it, 
put us in a bit of a weird spot starting the podcast, you know, sort of, you know, at the end of the pandemic, question mark. We'll see what happens. You know, it's an yeah. unprecedented situation. You can only hope. But uh, like, you know, because we, you know, the, the topic of dating is already so broad and, and diverse. There's so many different things and ways that you can consider and do and all of the stuff. But um, COVID has really drastically changed so much of that. And, and I think, you know, going forward, even when, um, you know, things hypothetically get back to normal and, you know, we're able to interact socially and, and interpersonally. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and we're able to do those things again. You know, I actually think that because of the pandemic, people have, uh, you know, sort of stopped and, and reconsidered their, um, their real objectives in life. And I know I like, I know a lot of people who have like moved, you know, across the country to be to a place that they always wanted to be because, you know, they've realized what their, what their, you know, real dreams are and what their real standards are. But I think that that's going to translate into interpersonal relationships. I know for myself, I've definitely realized that there are certain people that I have had in my life for maybe a long time that, um, you know, maybe weren't healthy for me. And that really came to light during the pandemic. Mm. You know, there, we've had a lot of time to think. Yeah. It's uh, and I think that because isolation. of that, Exactly. And I think that because of that, it is going to change, you know, people's expectations in the dating scene in the dating game, like people know, now, you know, they've had to sit and take care of themselves for, you know, months, depending on, you know, the time of the, 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 the length of the lockdown and stuff, depending on your region. And, um, you know, people are starting to realize their worth and their value. And I think that that's going to change people's expectations when things, you know, get back to quote unquote normal, um, and not to mention that, you know, this, this pa pandemic is probably going to change way more than just the way we interact with each other. Like, I think, yeah, anyway, but that's for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which hopefully we'll have many <laughs> to come. Um, but exactly. COVID has drastically pushed the dating world to digital which is a huge component of dating nowadays is the digital aspect of meeting people and actually uh percentages wise uh three in ten u.s adults say that they have ever used online dating or have done so in the past year or so three three in ten is quite a bit of people using digital means to meet another individual and the way that we access this information and use it is different for everybody. And it like my experiences through dating online is very different from Banana's experiences with it. Yes. Uh, largely, my digital dating experiences have been unpleasant. Um, and I, I don't really know why that is. Um, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like personally, I I can communicate quite clearly via text, but when there is the added like element of, you know, the possibility of like sexual attraction, but I don't actually know the person and it's sort of like up in the air and like it can be any kind of response that I could get. I, I find that that just stresses me out. Like I don't really like talking to strangers with that knowledge that, you know, the person thinks that you're attractive and that they would, you know, bang you if they had the chance. Cause that is kind of, you know, like with Tinder and like hinge and stuff like that, like that is kind of what ends up being, um, you know, the common denominator is you look at the, you look at each other's pictures yeah. and decide that, 
you know, you're cute enough that you'd have sex with them, right? And, well, and, yeah, and it's that's, a, digital that's, dating is a huge proponent of hookup culture. Well, exactly. And But here's the thing. That's not a bad thing. But for me, nope. when I don't know the person and I'm not comfortable with their, like, with like their personality and who they are, you know, and I think because like I have a very sort of not to sound not to sound like judgy, but like I have a very specific sort of set of 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 standards, I guess, for the people that are close to me, if that makes sense. Right. Like I I the the people that I choose to have close to me are people that, you know, I work very hard to maintain a healthy and positive relationship with. So talking to somebody that I don't know and then having them say something that is like, I don't know, like sexually aggressive or rude or or something that is just it. I just find that stressful. I don't find that fun. Whereas right. I know that some of my peers find some of that stuff incredibly thrilling and like that is what they enjoy to do. And so I think, again, like that it's not a comment on what is good or bad or right or wrong or better or worse is just that I just feel differently. A yeah. Whole different socialized experience. Exactly. But, and I can definitely say from the other end, when I'm on these apps, it is exciting meeting all these new people, but I still stand by a standard of like social interaction and it's different for everybody, right? Like if you go ahead and send me a picture of your dick right off the back without even saying hello, I kind of just write you off. Like I, that's, I, I want some sort of connection first, even if your penis is beautiful, it's, <laughs> it's not the end all be all for me. Like. I'd like to know your name first. Thank you very well, exactly. much. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, no. And I think for me personally, like, we, you know, if I just get like an unsolicited dick pic from somebody that I've not spoken to, I'm just like, you know, like. It just, I, that's just, it's so not what I'm into, I guess. Like, it's just, I just yeah. don't care. I'm like, you know. Yeah, I just I get to a point where I just don't. But it is it's the reality of our world nowadays. Yeah. And like, ugh. because like hookup culture has become culturally normative, right? Like it is it is hugely ingrained in our dating life. And like dating for courting purposes is not a thing anymore. Like <laughs> we don't go to our friends and go, oh, how's your courtship with your woman going? Like that's not something we do. <laughs> Well, we don't ask our friends, how's your courtship going? Because courtship isn't something that we even consider as, as, as an activity to do. Like, like at least in most, you know, at least I've never in any of my life asked like my friends or, or heard my friends talking about courtship. To be fair, I live in semi-rural Ontario and, you know, I've lived in rural, rural Ontario. So I feel like my, my experience and my exposure has been kind of limited, but like courtship, like is actually Although antiquated ideas do run prevalent in those areas. So, you know, courtship would be more likely in the rural areas. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I completely agree. And I think again, that that has to do just with my like specific, like sort of isolation and exposure yeah. of being like living really, really in a rural community and not having uh you know, uh, tons of connections and stuff. So I think that that is partly what it is. Cause I actually think you're right. That courtship is actually something that a lot of people that I, like I can think of off the top of my head m probably did participate in. Um, in and I mean, and I mean, because sometimes I think for some people, the idea of courtship can be simplified just to like, you know, 
no sex before marriage. But but for some for some people and in some cultures, courtship is actually very different. So I have here um, from the Gainesville Sun, uh, Florida headline news. Um, so courting versus dating, the difference. So uh, uh, a, a writer wrote in and said, I'm 19 and I live on my own. My dad says that he doesn't want me dating a bunch of guys and keeps saying I should court. What is courting? And is it really that much different than dating? Right. So the answer the woman gives is courting is to dating as cold is to hot. They are on completely different sides of the relationship equation. So I was like, well, that is a polarized view then like, you know, considering, you know, what I was like Basing introduced to courtship, yeah. you know, exactly. was like, you know, no sex before marriage, but okay. So courtship is, you know, obviously it, it, it has some weight. Like there's, there's a, there's a system that you, that you use. Um, so let me just find, um, so she says to use another analogy, dating is like a comma, right? Whereas courting is like a period. This means that dating presents a man and a woman with a number of potential ends to their relationship, whereas courting has only one end, marriage. Right. And 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 I'm assuming just from the context that it means marriage and not divorce. So I'm assuming that this goal. would have some kind of Yeah, exactly. It's an end goal. Um and it's just it's interesting because, you know, I think it, there is like um sort of uh, not a misunderstanding, but there's, I feel like uh, such a wide and varied view of what courtship is and what it means and, um, you know, stuff like that. Because so for example, then I have um, from uh, Lumen Learning from the sociology course, um, I've got some information here about marriage and courtship patterns, sort of just in general. Um, and it talks about, um how courtship, so courtship is the traditional dating period before engagement in marriage or long-term commitment if marriage is not allowed. Um, it's an alternative to arranged marriages in which the couple or group doesn't meet before the wedding. So I didn't realize that, that courtship could actually be used in place of an arranged marriage so that there were are like certain expectations, your family's involved and you don't have sex before marriage. And there are like, you know, it's a structured like activity that you do. So I thought that was really interesting. There's a lot more information here right. um, that is very, very interesting in this uh, article. But I wanted to move on to another contrasting uh, view, which was uh, written by, uh, I'm assuming, a, a man. Uh, and it's called What to Do When Courting a Woman. And it was updated on April 7th of 2021. And the reason that I kept it is because I thought it was interesting because it is a very recent uh, view on courtship and courting. So uh, courting is largely a lost art. If the woman you're interested in is bringing it up and lost, you should know what you're getting into because it's not the same as dating. Even if you do know what courting is, it can be hard to know what to do. Um, so, and then it says successfully courting a woman. So this was where personally I came up against a basically it puts the woman out as an object to obtain. Yeah, I, I, I came up against a little resistance when I read that because it was successfully as if a woman exactly is to obtain or is like a, a something to 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 win or or overcome. But that's in I, line with the whole idea of courting being antiquated, right? It's an antiquated ideal. Well, exactly. Right? And dating in and of itself is an evolution of courting. 
courting was something that everybody did back in the older times, Renaissance, medieval, whatnot. But it's evolved since then because it's not socially, it's just not an ideal that modern teens and modern individuals subscribe to. It's it's not something that we subscribe to really anymore because it's not something that we really need anymore. I mean, because if you think back, like, I mean, even even like in like Pride and Prejudice, which is by Jane Austen, and it's based, you know, a couple centuries ago. Um, and, and there are very, you know, like strict rules for dating and like, you know, um, stuff back then. And it was, it was like a, a social structure. It was, it was, it was like, protocol, basically. you know, and, and it was, it was protocol. Exactly. There were certain social rules that everybody lived by, but partly those things were in place because of safety. Now I'm obviously talking about like England. So this is not taking into account, um, you know, other cultures. I'm talking specifically about like... That also brings up the whole idea of social social scripts and sexual scripts, right? That are formed by media, right? That that was an environmental basis for the, the way that people interacted with each other. Well, exactly. And I think it's interesting too, because like I'm just sort of noticing within myself my own bias because like I love the story of Pride and Prejudice because it makes me laugh. It, I think it's hilarious. Um, but I also realized that like my first thought was to compare it to, um, you know, a, a white history example. And and I think, again, that even has like I'm thinking like, you know, Pride and Prejudice is such a good example. And it is. And it's because these scripts have been written and have been enforced by white people, um, which is like a whole kind of a different, a whole, a whole nother one. But I just, I think Let's that I think I noticed a little the, bit the of dating aspects of this. Uh, no, of course. Um, I, I just noticed a little bit of bias in myself, but yeah. I think that's an interesting point though, that, you know, these social scripts have been written and enforced for years by the people in power. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm thinking from, you know, a, a Canadian perspective. Um, but so now, like, to get to the social scripts, um, I definitely have a couple uh, examples that I thought were interesting. So I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Man Up. It's got um, Lake Bell and... Is it Amanda uh, What's Bynes? his name? Not too, or... No, 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 no. Oh. It's got it's got uh, Lake Bell and Simon Pegg. It's a British comedy and it's very right. funny. And um, there's this one part in it, which I the first time I watched the movie, I really hated it. I thought it was like offensive. And I was like, this is stupid. And then I watched it again because the, the ending was very charming. So I watched it again another time. And there's this this part where they're talking about um, when you first go into a relationship and you're in like sort of the honeymoon phase and you're in like porno land. And then like, you know, as the relationship keeps going, you're not in porno land as much anymore. And then basically by, you know, year two, you know, you're wearing your bathrobe and clipping your nails on the bathroom, on <laughs> like on the toilet while your husband's right. having a shower or something like, you know, then that was sort of the example. And I thought it was so interesting because I, I thought, you know, that is such a distinct, like that has a beginning and an end and there's no real like sort of there's no real thought to sort of 
sort of fight, I guess, for more, I guess. And then and then they also talked about in the same scene, uh, something called the blowjob paradox. And I was like, what? And so the blowjob paradox is telling your date that you have to get going and they become so insecure about you leaving that they insist you come in and you end up getting a blowjob. So in the movie, they're talking about like the blowjob paradox as if it's like this, you know, funny thing that, you know, everybody's aware of and stuff. But then in the movie, they actually show like one of the other characters feeling upset because she's like, you did blowjob paradox me. And, and I think it's interesting because some of our social scripts that we have and we, that we, um, you know, sort of take as normal and, 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 and acceptable are actually very harmful. And I think that that's something that like, you know, even something like catfishing, um, let me see, where did I find? Well, there's, there's a lot of, um, intricate dealings within the dating world being catfished ghosted the list goes on with these more modern terms yeah so catfishing the phenomenon of internet predators that fabricate online identities and entire social circles to trick people into emotional or romantic relationships over a long period of time and then it says possible motivations revenge loneliness curiosity boredom but i think that's just interesting that like this is a definition of something that is commonly done and every day and it's that it's it just it evens it states you know how messed up it is you know of internet predators that fabricate identities and manipulate people because of revenge loneliness curiosity or boredom they just experiment on people or 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 do things to people because because you know there's a term for it like i think that's i think that's messed up yeah and these these are all things that you have to have to be very critically aware of when you move into the digital dating scene because you're putting yourself in a position where you you can be manipulated with improper information being provided to you people quite frequently um use uh applications like these to either sway their their appearance or the way that they portray themselves into a positive light um And that leads to a lot of frustration for users because you get these, you get these, even if they're minor catfishing, the guy's not as tall as he said he was or whatever. And that can make people upset and it can make people not um, interested in using online dating. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I think, I think definitely people who, who, who do like online dating, A lot of the time, like at least, at least in my, from my perspective, I feel like, uh, must have a lot of, of, of patience because I know for me, I don't have patience for that kind of behavior. Like, you know, I, you know, I've countless times, like, you know, the, well, I mean, maybe not countless, but (laughs) quite a few times when I've been like on Tinder, the few times that I've sort of gone on for like a couple months at a time and like tried to sort of put myself out there and like see something new, try something new, meet new people. Um, you know, the amount of times, like I was just met with like, 
either, you know, yeah, like a dick pic or, or just like something, a rude opening line that was like supposed to be like a pickup line or like just something, you know, real obvious, right. like show me your tits. And I was just like, like, I don't understand why this is like what is socially acceptable and like what this is considered normal, like, because it is considered normal, all girls and, you know, most people that I've talked to in general have received, you know, something like an unsolicited dis dick pic or, you know, a weird, gross, well, rude pickup line that doesn't really make sense and makes you uncomfortable. But the other person yeah, felt empowered to, to, to write to you anyway through the anonymity of it. And again, it's like, you know, we have all these definitions for like uh, catfishing, ghosting, et cetera. And like, the problem is, is that because we have all these definitions and because they're so easily accessible, people use that as like an excuse to do it. Now, I will be the first person to say, I didn't really know what the term ghosting meant until <laughs> recently. I definitely like looked it up and was like, you know, maybe I've been guilty of that, but so it says when a person cuts off all communication with their friends or the person they're dating with zero warning or notice beforehand, you'll most likely see, sorry, you'll mostly see them avoiding friends, phone calls, social media, and avoiding them in public. So for ghosting, like, I, I feel like I've definitely cut off contact with people in my life. Um, Oh, and I've done ghosting before plenty of times, but I've learned to not, I've learned to not do it because in the end, ghosting someone might feel easier for you to do, but it, in the end, it actually becomes, it's more difficult because it is, a, it's just, it feels like the nice way to do things, but it's not really the best way to end something is to be forward about it. Yeah. Well, well, let me. Let me rephrase. Usually when I cut somebody off without talking to them, it's when like I do like, you know, get like an invasive like dick pic or something. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want that. I'm just going to block you. But like they, there have been a few times. Which is not like, really ghosting. That's just that blocking. Right. I think for ghosting, you have to have some sort of formed rapport. Right. Like you have to have some sort of formed relationship. Yeah. Right? So if you block a dude who just sends you a dick dick pic, that's not that's not ghosting. But if you talk to a dude for two weeks and then stop talking to him and ignore their continued advances or continued contact that's ghosting okay so i guess i have a situation then that i would like your opinion on sure so one the one time i ever like put myself out there and like went on a date and had a one night stand the guy that i ended up seeing like and I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm full of myself or whatever, but like he became like really obsessive and was like very interested and was like, I want you to move across the country and come and work at my work and we're going to get married. And I was like, oh my God, this is scary. Yeah. And I was like, so, so I said to him, I was like, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. And he was like, you know, what's your last name? Like, what's this? What's that? And I, so, and so I will say I did block him. I, I, I yeah, ghosted him, I guess. You did say I'm like, not interested, correct? You you put it into blatant well, words that you were because, rejecting him. Well, yeah, and it was because as well that like I felt like it, it was. I, I it was felt invasive. it was very invasive, and I I felt I don't want to say threatened, but I felt very uncomfortable knowing that yeah. this was how yeah. this person was feeling about me, and that they were like, you know, sort of so forward about it, and I had like met them like 
over two days. Like it was like really awkward. And so I was like, I, I honestly felt like a little bit frightened because like, I was like, this person yeah. is like very attached very quickly and I don't feel the same way. And they seem to be, you know, acting very sort of impulsively because I feel like even if somebody was feeling like they were like in love with somebody after they met them after a day, like you usually don't share that with someone anyway. Anyway, long story short, especially in our modern day, especially in our modern day. And I don't know, long story short, I feel like I probably did ghost him, but I also feel like I kind of did that for like my own safety a little bit. It's a protective response. Yeah. Yeah. It was a protective response. But, but then I, again, I do think I, that it is technical ghosting. Though. Yeah, no, I do. I, I agree. I think it is. And I, that's why, that's why I mentioned, I was like, I think I have ghosted before, but um, it, I think, I think, it sort of goes back to like the sort of in, in, entitlement and the feeling of empowerment that some people have to just not respect rules of like consent, respect, um, you know, communication. The, the introduction of a digital interface kind of creates this like pseudo boundary breaking, right? Like there's, yeah. there's no, the decorum that an individual would have in a face-to-face -face interaction gets completely removed. Right, like I wouldn't go onto the street, see a hot dude, and then show him my dick because I know that's wrong. But when you move it onto I mean, the yeah. exact same situation onto a digital platform, for some reason that that decorum that's there and that understanding of it being wrong is gone. Where that originated from, as dating evolved into digital dating, who knows? It's a completely different culture from your person-to-person -person interactions. It is. And I think that it's sort of like, because people feel like there are no consequences and that they can sort of say with and get away with whatever they want. I feel like people do sort of go for this sort of like animalistic instinctual. And I mean, that's even like offensive to animals, I think, but like, you know, this sort of instinctual, like, you know, complete lack of respect for the boundaries and 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 wants and needs of the other person that you're interacting with and just this this expectation exactly that your it. penis would be a gift upon the world it's like it's like that's actually not not how this works like you know but well, but yeah. it, it's it comes down to respect and although i will be honest i can't say that there have been some times where a dick pic has been extremely appealing and I have moved the conversation forward based on it, but it's still, the person still has this like idea of but, grand. But I would say, I would say though that it's the best introduction means of introduction. But, but is, was it an unsolicited dick pic or was it a dick pic that came oh, in yeah. while you were oh, already yeah. having? Completely unsolicited. Oh, okay. Completely unsolicited. No, I mean, you know what though? Dating apps in the own. gay scene is, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, some of the case, a lot of the cases, I'm like, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. That's not okay. But still, there's there's been times where I'm extremely horny or I'm like just in that kind of mood where it just doesn't matter to me. And it's, it's so I get why people do it, but I still get why it's weird and wrong at the same time. Yeah, well, and I, I think you're right. It comes down to respect, but it also comes down to consent. And I think that that's why the unsolicited True. nature is an issue is like when you're yeah, yeah. like showing somebody your naked body, um, you know, that that's something that, you know, <sighs> on a street, that's sexual harassment. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Tinder, so it's like, again, it's, it's like the boundaries. <laughs> exactly. And like the boundaries have been blurred and like, it's not, it's not really clear, like. 
Yeah. Anyway, so okay, so we've talked a little yeah, bit. It's, of, not, it's not clear, but that's that's why dating online and digital dating, especially in COVID and whatnot, it's it's difficult because <laughs> you literally can't physically see somebody, so you can't physically show them your penis or your vagina or your boobs. Exactly. Yeah. No, so, and it, know, it it does and video, it, it changes. Well, and it changes the outlook as well, because like, especially like, you know, with the pandemic, with COVID, it's like, you know, we don't really know, like what, what the future is going to look like. Like, we know that um, we're all getting vaccinated. Hopefully there are are some people that don't want to get vaccinated, um, but there are, you know, we're getting vaccinated, but then, you know, there are other, there are other variants and there are other things that might happen. You know, the climate is changing. There are other things that are going to wake up as the planet heats up and, you know, we're going to be dealing with stuff like this. So, so I think that this has just sort of been a catalyst for change. And I think that, you know, but, but I, I hope that what comes out of it is, is, more empowerment and self-respect for everybody individually it's also self-awareness too and self-awareness exactly i think you know i think i will i think i mentioned earlier like you know that people have really sort of changed their standards and realized like what is good for them and and what they want out of life and stuff you know they've made moves across the country they've ended relationships started relationships etc um but I, i i think as well that exactly what you said i hope that it also um you know not only have individuals changed what they're looking for but i hope that it changes the standard in general that that collectively we know that we are worth more than being ghosted and being catfished yeah. and being treated like garbage you know just for just and for that shits, you know just directly do affect people other individuals exactly and i'm hoping that you know that this will be a catalyst for change i mean we'll see what happens (laughs) we'll see but so humans are complex humans are complex and they're diverse and everybody even if you are like i mean and i'm sure you can relate to this like even if you are a twin and you share like you know, incredibly similar genetic makeup, you could have the same experiences. And nurture experiences. And nurture, exactly. And, and you can still have completely different reactions and, 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 and experiences, even though you've had like, you know, the same experience with the same person, like, you know, and, and you, you know, genetically are very similar. You, life is just different. And, Everybody is different. And I think that that is, you know, partly why there needs to be like an understanding of each other, like, you know, that people put in the time and, to and do that. Just as dating has very much shifted and our like our dating practices have shifted since COVID. Dating as a whole is always evolving and changing and it has so many moving parts and you're taking two people or more than two people, depending on the situation and trying to have them interact in an emotional and very kind of intimate situation. And that's, that's difficult. That's, that's hard. And that that's anxiety inducing. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, um, like as someone who experiences uh, pretty consistent ang- and high anxiety, um, I know for me, I've sort of done the cop out and I've, you know, not dated very much because I, I have found it so stressful. Um, and I think, I think part of it is because like, for me personally, like 
I don't really like, I don't really comply to those rules. Like the, you know, the whole, like, you know, the friends with benefits rules and all of those, like, you know, cause if you, if you look online, there's like, you know, all of these different articles that all have different opinions about, you know, the, the best way to create a friends with benefits relationship, but it's really the same for, you know, any dating aspect is like, you know, how to do this part of dating, like, you know, what's the best first date or what's the best way to do this. And I even remember like, you know, my, somebody that I grew up with sharing with me, like a sort of a, a set of steps to, to date a girl and like get her, get her in bed. And I was very shocked because I just, I don't think of people like that. I think of people as complex human beings who are different than me. And that to me personally, again, is like, that's intimidating. Like this person is different than me. They have different experiences. Yeah. They it's have a different, understand. it's hard to understand exactly. And so for me, what I hope sort of comes from, uh, you know, dating in the future, what I, what I'm hoping for is, is sort of more of a, a respect and consent based, uh, interaction, like initial sort of right. interactions, um, as well as, uh, you know, just sort of a shift in, in how we interact. I think right now there's a lot of pressure, um, or at least before the pandemic, there was a lot of pressure to like, you know, go on these really extravagant dates. And if you didn't go on these extravagant dates, then apparently like, you know, the person didn't love you enough and stuff like all this, all these sort of like, um, these, these ideas, ideas of, of what, what everybody should want when really like, you know, some people like to go for hikes. Some people like to go for picnics. Some people like to go for a workout at the gym. Like, you know, people are diverse yeah. and complex and they like different and things. And, like, and, I and I think for me, it's, it's been not fitting into, those, you know, those certain boxes that has made me feel uncomfortable putting myself out there in the dating scene, because I don't typically fit into those categories. And I hope going forward, there's a little bit more uh, openness and understanding, you know, after the pandemic, after we've, um, you know, experienced this collective, you know, experience together, where, you know, we've witnessed many, many deaths and, and illness and, and just trauma. Uh, and I hope that going forward, um, there's a little bit more of a general understanding of, of, you know, each person as a complex individual. Um, because I think that that's something that I think people maybe put on the back burner for themselves is, you know, they, they will sort of force themselves to fit into this in, to fit into this like social script, this box in, in dating, you know, like, oh, or like even, I mean, this is a little more about gender, but like, you know, oh, like I'm a tomboy, I'm a girly girl. And it's a way of like identifying yourself. Right. And I think that, um, I think that I hope that there will be like, as I said, more of an understanding that every, every person is, is complex and diverse and, and, and deserves to, to, you know, like the things that they like and not be judged for it. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that with online dating, we have the potential to do some really amazing things. Um, it opens up a whole new world. It right? opens it up a whole new world. And different connections, connections with that we can't. Yeah. Exactly. But also exactly like you said, like it gives you connections, but it gives you different connections that we didn't have available to us beforehand. But I think that, 
you know, we, there should be like that, that element of respect that, you know, you're not sending invasive pictures of your naked body to somebody without asking, not because, you know, the other person doesn't find it fun because as we've, as we've talked about, some people do enjoy that, but, but just because there's a basis of respect that generally most people, you know, don't want that and that it's okay to like, ask about that stuff. You know, it's kind of like yeah. normalizing it's not pronouns. It's to like ask permission. Exactly. Like, you know, consent, respect, like communication, like anyway. But I so, think also a lot of what you're saying, it falls kind of under the branch of that dating. It's complex. There are no true steadfast rights or wrongs when it comes to figuring out what works best for you. Obviously there are some like consent and respect and all those kind of general morals, but there's no right or wrong about how you go about dating right? Whether it be online, in person, or any other means to do so, you need to do what's best for you, what works for you, what makes you comfortable. What, and that is the best way to date is the way you date. Exactly. And I think that is another thing is like, it, it, what makes, what's best for you and what makes you comfortable might not be the thing that is what's best for your partner and what makes them comfortable. And I think that that's another part of dating that people either don't take seriously or take too seriously is that they like, you know, go in with these expectations of either, you know, zero expectations. Like, you know, I don't want anything with this person. I'm not looking for anything. I don't want to put any effort into this relationship. I just want, you know, one thing, which is like sex or whatever. And like, that's fine if that's mm -hmm. consensual, but like the, your other, your partner might not feel the same way. And then, you know, you have to go through the process of realizing that this person isn't the right person for you because your ideals yeah. don't line up, you know? And I think that that's another part, well, that's part of, of the journey. It's that's part, part of, of the journey, journey of but I think that, I think that there are very opposing views about it where there's, you know, people that do feel like, you know, they want to date multiple people at once and, 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 you know, they don't want any con um, commitment and stuff. And that's fine because that's, you know, what, how some people roll and then other people, you know, are like, they're dating to get married. They want, they're very monogamous. They want like a one person for the rest of their life relationship to invest in and to commit to and to spend their time with. And that's okay too. But, you know, going out, especially into the online dating scene, when especially online, there's no prior connection most of the time, you know, I mean, I'm sure you see a few people on there that, you know, right. But, um, yeah. you know, there's no real prior connection. So you do have to start from scratch and, and depending yep. on the person that can be exhausting or, or stressful. And I, so, so again, yeah, I hope I, I, I'm, Maybe I'm even uncomfortable and even uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. I know I felt, uh, I think there is merit in putting yourself in situations where you're not comfortable. Obviously, realistically, not saying like go out there and get sexually abused or anything like that. But like, I know that we've had conversations about your dating life and I've always tried to encourage you to put do things you may not normally do, like asking someone out on a date and kind of putting yourself out there because I know that it's uncomfortable for you, but it is it could potentially benefit you. Yeah, well, and I think I think as well, like it does sort of go a little bit into like how everybody is uh, their own individual and how like we mm -hmm. interpret things differently because like for me like in certain situations 
like asking the person out and risking the relationship that we already have would be much more painful and, and scary and stressful than just keeping it as it is. And I get confused and like, you know, a little dysregulated yeah. sometimes when I, when I am not really sure where the other person stands, but typically I don't mind, um, you know, staying as friends with people because I, I really nurture my friendships and stuff. And, uh, as mentioned, like, you know, I don't really have the same kind of libido as everybody else does. So I don't mind just having like an intellectual and loving and caring friendship, uh, with somebody, uh, you know, if I'm not sure that the other person, and I'm the kind of person as well that like, you know, I, I don't want somebody who doesn't, 100% want me, if that makes sense. I don't want to convince somebody to be with me. I don't want to convince somebody that I'm good enough because the right person is going to see that and they're going to know that. And yeah, but you know, but like I've said before, like we've said, humans are complex. They could be thinking the exact same thing. And then that you're never going to be able to kindle or build that relationship because both of you are too afraid to start it. Right? Like, yeah. But and that, that's part of the complexity the of dating. Well, I know, I know. But I mean that but what's to say though that you know you ask that person, they you you've completely read the situation wrong. They don't have the same feelings. And then they, you know, your you relationship. hope they're mature enough to understand that it was that is it is what it is. And they're not gonna stop being your friend just because you're interested in them. Yeah, I've had well, that I feel like Yeah. But the, yeah, I no. said it plainly. I said like I love you as my friend. But I don't view you in that way. And I hope like I would never want our friendship to end if this is something that makes it awkward for you. And I would love to keep going with the friendship as it is. I just really like you. And I wanted to put it out there that I would also enjoy maybe romantically furthering this relationship if you felt the same way. Yeah. Right. Like the, the, you just have to use your language. You have to be honest and upfront and just say how you're feeling because a lot of the times like if this if this person's truly your friend they're not going to stop being friends with you because you profess your love to them or profess an interest to them like that's not that's not a good friend yeah again but again I think this, this maybe goes back to like just sort of different experiences of like where i exactly. have had friends drop me out of the blue and like with no expect ex explanation at all so i think the that only that, right answer think, is the one you're comfortable with Exactly. I was going to say, and, and again, it goes back to like how complex we are as individuals yeah. and like, you know, how what you're saying makes complete logical sense. But what I'm yeah. saying also makes sense. And yep. it's like, and it's it, because it's, it's, it's what because, you've experienced and what you exactly. feel. And, and, yeah. and I would say like, you know, you and I have been friends since we were like three or four. Um, yeah. And, you know, we still, as friends, obviously, are working through learning and growing together and you know oh, we've, yeah. changed, we've changed so much since we were in kindergarten and right we've helped and each other change too, we've helped right? each like other we've change had exactly. formative experiences on each other and helped each other grow in different ways exactly and, and we're and, still doing that well exactly and i think that that is is something that like you know some people aren't able to have in general so while you know sometimes i get sad that I'm not, you know, dating the love of my life. <laughs> I, I, I do just on a, on a slightly different note. I do, I do always, uh, you know, sort of what I was saying before, I, I really appreciate and nurture my friendships. And I think that, mm -hmm. you know, 
there is I, I there is a part of me that you know I will I will admit to I would rather you know stay in a healthy loving caring friendship and never speak about how I feel and and know that that friendship and that connection is protected than right. than to than to put myself out there with somebody who you know and I get again I guess because you know I've had those experiences where um I have been dropped out of the blue and with no explanation and it was very painful. And I think so that it's, yeah. it's, it's a self-protective thing. And again, it's just because of our Safety own personal thing. experiences. Yeah. Oh, it's so complex. This is just goes to show even more about how it is important to one, respect yourself and two, respect others when it comes to dating. Exactly. Especially when you're dating, especially. Right. And that those are the kind of outlooks we want to look at is that despite all the socialized normalities within the dating world about what's right and what's wrong at the end of the day, the only person who can decide what is right or wrong for you is you. And exactly. You need to look at that and be very interpersonal and intrapersonal and really kind of look at it critically and understand yourself and make those decisions. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes those decisions are hard. And sometimes and, maybe and what you think is right for you experience. ends up being the wrong thing. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. You need to get that experience to understand it, really, right? Like, that experience is what helps form you are, your understanding of what's good and bad for you. Exactly. Yeah. Dating. 2021. We'll have yes, to see. I mean, I was going to say, like, you know, at this point, it's, it's, it, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens because, yeah. you know, we weren't expecting... 2020 and 2021 to be what they were so i'm excited to see i'm excited anything to, see. to be what it is yeah no, i agree everything's unprecedented when you when it comes yeah. right down to it but um i'm excited to see where we go collectively as humans yeah i'm excited too. to see and i'm excited to see you know hopefully some healthy and and uh, new ways to connect and interact with each other in in a in a fresh yeah. way um yeah. you know i think both of us have the experience a good dating experience in our 2021 era and uh oh, me too I, I'm, I'm looking as a newly single individual i'm looking forward to the connections that we make and the connections i make yeah I know that's part of the fun that's part of living is making those exactly and and definitely connections is something I've been lacking lately because <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us have. Yeah. I think dating is a great way to put yourself out there and meet new people, even if they don't end up being a relationship. Maybe it just turns into a friendship. I agree. Got to get my second COVID shot, though. Yeah. First one down. Yeah, <laughs> we'll all get there. Anyways, this was the Compost Podcast where we decompose socialized outlooks if there are any key points about dating that you feel we missed uh please don't hesitate to send them to our email which will be linked down below thank you all for listening and uh we hope that you come back in the coming weeks or whenever we have more podcasts out we'd love to keep sharing and keep talking and keep forming new perspectives